Welcome to another episode of Sports Matters this Tuesday morning, May 30th, and I'm Kevin Drake, and along with Matt Burt, what's going on? Good morning. Uh, good morning. I'm just full lively. I was in here Sunday night for a late live recording, and I was just so out of it by the end of the the recording, but uh, those guys are really good. You know, nice little duet. He had a vocalist and electric guitarist, and uh, you should check them out. <laughs> of course, I forgot the name of the band. Oh, jeez. Because I'm just waking up. It happens. <laughs> well, we talk sports here. I mean, we 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 love our music station. We love our music. But uh, let's jump right into it. You said you were was- watching the lacrosse championship matchup. I was. Oh, yeah. It was a very exciting matchup. These two teams have played before uh, twice now in the regular season. And both of the times it's been scrappy matchups. I mean. Was it a split series? Nah, yeah, it was a split series, and it was, a, you know, each team won by one goal. So it was, you know, between the two games, it was a one-goal margin. So it was great games on uh, both ends. Speaking of Maryland versus Ohio State, yeah, now you said yeah. it was Ohio State's first time. I forgot to announce that. Ugh. But it was Ohio State's first time being there, and, you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll be back. They got really talented freshmen with the unbelievable shot. Um, but honestly, it was Rambo. Rambo is his name. Matt Rambo. And uh, the Maryland Terps, you know, after getting there last year and getting knocked off by Denver, uh, they come back and they get it done. So congratulations to the Maryland Terrapins. And, um, you know, the future looks bright for them. Yeah, that's just such a, you know, that's a high-energy sport, too, just what they have to do with those sticks and the nets and just how they just fling it in there. I mean, it's it's a combination of, you know, the contact of football, the skill of hockey, and the running of soccer. And, and, and a, you have to throw in a little bit of Quidditch. <laughs> yeah, of course, Never fail Quidditch, you know. Never fail to mention Quidditch on the show. I love it. Yeah. And then game one of the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, Pittsburgh versus Nashville. And uh, Pittsburgh came out swinging late in the first period. Um, This was a really low scoring in a sense of uh, not low scoring, scoring wise, but as far as shots on goal, because both defensive lines were playing pretty well, except for that one rough period for the Predators in the first period where they gave up three goals in, inside four minutes. Well, the, you know, But there the, was a goal that you were talking about that Nashville had scored in the first period, which was protested. Yeah, they challenged it on the ice, and they call, it was ultimately called offsides, but that was like four passes after they got in the zone. But and was it called offsides initially, or no, they counted the goal? No, they counted the goal. And well, it's just weird back. how they can pro- they, protest exactly. a penalty call. I mean, it was just it was like most sports – you have to do it right then and there. But in hockey, it was like four or five passes. They had the puck in the zone for a little bit, it was, and everyone was settled in making plays by that point. So it was, it was kind of, I don't know, I just didn't see it that way. Um, but, you know, I'm not here to question what they did. I think what the Pittsburgh Penguins did was attack the corners of the net. And, they sure did. And that's where Pecorine's weakness was. And we've been, we said that last series, you know, you got to shoot for the corners. You got to get to the upper part of the bar. He doesn't do a good job of, you know, getting to the upper portion. But down low, he's unstoppable. And he's been the best goaltender in the, the NHL playoffs. And you saw it for through two periods. I mean, the back two periods, he was unbelievable. And then the one shot that he faces he ends up giving up a goal and they once again it's that top right corner it's it's hard to get to it's a tough shot to take. that was a great shot too that was an unbelievable it was, shot just, it, it was off a turnover 
Yeah, you know, turnovers will kill you because you know, it puts you in such a, a vulnerable situation where you're one-on-one and he beat the guy, and now it's just you and the goalie. And yeah. he, like you said, he whipped it. I mean, he whipped it right in that top right corner pocket right there. Just literally just skid it right in, in there. But it counts. But, you know, the, both lines played pretty well throughout the game. I mean, especially Pittsburgh's defensive line was just amazing. I mean, they're just really they're really tough to get the to really get control of the puck. It'll be interesting to see if they can have that level of play throughout the entire series. I know that it's only uh, one game. You're it's right. Only one game. Uh, I think that when you look at what the Predators have on defense, they have arguably the best four defensemen in the league. If you look at just four defensemen, um, they have an incredible defense. I mean, PK Subban is unbelievable, and he had a great game last night, and he was fired up. I just. You know, I like how he plays, and I like him. And I know, kind of, he's he goes through some some. He's a African American hockey player. I mean, he may be a Canadian uh, African. I'm not sure. He may be from Canada, but he is. He takes a lot of criticism in the NHL for kind of how he plays, and it, you know, maybe some of it is racially motivated. I don't know, but he is an unbelievable player, and. What he does on the ice, he was fired up. He was skating around, like, <laughs> during the national anthem. National anthem is over, and he's skating up and down the ice, getting fired up. So I just, I, I had a. Good I like time his energy. Him. I really do. I, you know, he's a great hockey player. He might be a little different, you know, in in some regards, but hey, he's a great hockey player. We'll just, you know, leave it at that. I mean, he makes sixteen million. He killed the a Ducks year. in the last series. He's one of the most high. I mean, he's a very highly and, paid hockey player too. Huh? And he's got to step up too, because without Johannesburg, one of their quickest, you know, skaters and, you know, their young gun, you know, being out for the finals. You know, the rest of the guys got to step up. They still got Peke Rene. You know, he's still gonna have. You know, he's gonna make it his adjustments, and you know, he's gonna be a lot tougher to beat probably in the second game. You know, it's not a. Uh, it, all the Nationals got to do is, is steal one in Pittsburgh. So, you know, game two could be the game. But they just got to make their adjustments. Now it's on them. Yep. We'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be a great series. It's going to be an awesome series. You know, this is what we expect. Pittsburgh's the defending champs. And if Nashville wants to win the Stanley Cup, you got to take it from them because Pittsburgh's not going to give it to you. You saw that. Just even the first, the last part of the first period, and and the last part of the third period when they did all their scoring, pretty much. I know they can attack you in bunches. So yeah, you just gotta keep getting the puck to the front of the net. I mean, if you're the Predators, they'll they'll be fine. I think this is gonna be a good series. I mean, if it goes one-one, back to Nashville, that place is rocking. That's for sure. And you'll see all the, the the country celebrities out there and the catfishes. Someone threw a catfish <laughs> in that game. I, was, I know they're saying they were really surprised. That I that think and it, was it the NHL or uh, or or someone from uh, Pittsburgh saying that you know not for Nashville or was it which team throws the catfish? Nashville Predators. Yeah. The Predators throw the catfish. <laughs> That's great. That's yes. awesome. And they they were in Pittsburgh and they threw the catfish out and that that fan got kicked out immediately. So I wonder if that fan actually went out and did the noodling where you just stick your arm in there and you wiggle your fingers and a catfish comes up, bite it, and you just snatch him oh, out of the water. Sh- they call that noodling. That they, that's big in that. the South in Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama. <laughs> I'd be worried about the fish taking my finger away. You know that or or be careful. You know if there's a beaver down there, he'll just chop your hand right off. Right. Don't they have water <laughs> moccasins? I, I gotta yeah. avoid those. You got all that? Yeah. Yep, water the cop mouth, aka water moccasins. Yep, yep. I gotta avoid those. 
Well, let's move on. I tell you, before we move into the our NBA preview, I just want to touch on the French Open because it's open this weekend, and already in the women's side, the number one has been eliminated in the first round. The number one seed, Angelica Kerber, who just got to number one, only because Serena Williams is out because she's going to have a baby. Yep. With the congratulations to her. Yes, so that's, congratulations that's to Serena. A really big baby. <laughs> They're both very big humans. Well, we'll see. That baby's got a bright future. No, we know that. But uh, and then Djokovic looked great. In his uh, you know first round matchup, and you know who he has coaching him now is Andre Agassi. So uh, he's hoping maybe that can get him over the edge because right now Rafi Nadal is on fire. This is his eighth tournament, you know, of the year. And in the last seven tournaments, he's been in the final. So he's been racking up some points, winning, you know, four of those seven. Of course, the four that he won are all on clay. So I should tell you something. Nadal is the heavy favorite. But I tell you what, you know, Joker is really determined to win this. In fact, I think Joker won the French Open last year. So he's going to try to defend his title there. But with Nadal coming on strong and being healthy again, that's going to be something to watch on the men's side. But, you know... You still got several rounds to go before you get to the final, you know, the the tournament part. This is kind of like the first round, second round to get get your adjustments before you get into like the the quarterfinals, the semis, and and whatnot. But it's going to be a great tournament. Oh yeah, anytime it's on clay, it's going to be a great tournament. The Roland Garros, yes, as they call it. But yes, yeah, I, I I'm with you. I think Nadal will, will succumb. You know, he's such he's the king of clay. I think that's his nickname. Don't they it call is. him that? Yeah, the King of Clay. So I like him in this tournament. And uh, But don't sleep on Andy Murray. No, Don't sleep no. on Andy Murray. And, and let me tell you, Andy Murray, he's always pulling the Murray possum. So you watch out for him. You just don't know if it's for real or if it's... <laughs> Oh, man. I love it. I love watching Murray play. But they all got their little, you know, their little things about their games and that's one of them when he starts playing possum on you you just don't know what's going on and the next thing you know he just comes alive and just like where did that come from where did this come from and it just attacks you and that's kind of how Andy Murray plays but uh you know time is moving along and I know we're all uh making that nice commute traffic didn't seem too bad getting out of my neighborhood usually it's pretty rough everybody's just racing to get to the interstates or the freeways to sit in the parking lot of course it was a parking lot on the freeway. Yeah, <laughs> Always course. is. But uh, how about our NBA preview? Because we got a great NBA series coming up, the trilogy. This is the rubber match, as we say. This may not be the last time these two teams play in the NBA Finals. However, it is the rubber match. Golden State reloaded. You got Kevin Durant now. You know, Cleveland is clicking on all cylinders. Kevin Love is finally fitting in, being that double-double machine like he was in Minnesota. This is going to be a great, great series. Yeah, and it, it kind of is terrible that we have to wait till Thursday, and we've been waiting, you know, for this long. Here's the thing. I watched the first two games in the series, or not this the series, I mean the regular season series, and, the you know, the Warriors played excellently. And the, the Christmas Day game, there was some – them some calls that were you know that kind of do and it's regular agree. season too it's regular season i agree with that but it's going to be a lot different the officials are going to have to be on top of it it was split one one um 
And then, you know, last year, I think the Warriors, if Draymond doesn't get suspended game five, this is a different story. Um, but, you know, that's not how it went down. The Cleveland Cavaliers won. It's 1-1 in their trilogy of championships. Um, but I think the Warriors are just going to be too much to overcome for the Cavs. And I have to say, Draymond Green, I'm extremely impressed with him. I haven't heard it. He, I haven't heard anything I like any he's bad. gotten zero technical foul. Exactly. He's really kept his composure, and you know what? That makes him such a dangerous player because he can just do a little bit of everything. And even when they go small, he can actually, with this lineup, he could actually play center if you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you know, Durant, and, you know, heck, sometimes you can even have Livingston mixed in, intermixed in that, or, or Andre Iguodala, and then have Draymond Green. That's a, that is a formidable, powerful lineup. Yeah, it is. I mean, but Draymond Cleveland Green's is the great. one team that can match up really well with him because with Kyrie Irving and you know LeBron James, was it uh, Smith? He, I don't think you know the key for this series is Clay. Thompson. Kevin Love is really fitting in nicely. He's got but, you know been a double double machine. He's been knocking down his threes. You know they got the Darren Williams coming off the bench. I mean they're a deep team. They're one team that can match up with Golden State. Well, I mean, I think the key to the series, again, is Clay Thompson. I mean, he's going to be guarded by J.R. Smith, who historically is not the best defender. And I think it's going to be up to the, the bench of the Cavs that's really going to be the, the thing that's going to have to carry them. I mean, they have such great three-point shooting, and, and they run the drive and kick the drive and kick offense better than anyone else in the NBA. I mean, the fact that they have LeBron James that's able to, you know, get to the basket that easy and throw the ball out, and they have such great three-point shooting, it's going to be an interesting series. But, you know, I think the Warriors are going to be too much for them because they can keep a star on the floor or two, even with their bench players. They can keep two stars on the floor when the, the Cavaliers have to, you know, put in one or maybe even none at that point. So... I agree. I, when Clay Thompson is on, you can't stop him. Once once he hits a few shots and he gets on fire, he's so hard to stop because of his length and just when he gets in that rhythm. When Golden State's in that rhythm, when they're at their best, when Steph Curry is moving the ball around, and when Steph Curry takes those every now and again those thirty foot three pointer just knocks it in because some on the defensive side you're like, how in the heck did he make that shot? That kind of deflates you a bit, especially when he nets it. It's not that he just banks it in. It's like 30 feet away, nothing but the bottom of the net. Yeah, we'll see how it goes down. I mean, we got to wait till Thursday. I'm really excited for sure. No, it's only two more days now, so you can, you know, there's a lot more talk. Two more days. Two more days of this kind of talk. Who's going to take it? We've been waiting for this. All right, how long do you think the series is going to go and who's going to win? Wow. I, I, so now it's back to the two two one 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 method, right? The seven game series. That's what it's been the last five years, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors I, have home court. I advantage. say it's going to go six seven, at least six games, if not seven. The only reason why I say six if that if the Warriors, you know, are just that good and just can't be stopped, and you know they're going to lose a couple of games, but to win it on Cleveland's floor to kind of pay back. Cleveland winning on their floor a year ago. Well, I, I don't think it's about that. I think it's going to be five games. It's in the back of their heads. I they remember the that. They do remember when the games. they said the Warriors remember when the Cavaliers were celebrating on their floor because they sat they stood there and watched it. They watched the celebration. Watched Cleveland celebrating. The Warriors are going to win in five games, and here's why. <laughs> Look at this the regular bold season. prediction right here. Yeah, you heard it here first. 
but it, the the Warriors during the regular season, the second game that they played at home, they won by 30 plus points. This is a team that you know. I know that you're like this is the best team that they can match up, but they it's it's like a there's a gap between them. I mean, Utah have arguably the top three shooters in the NBA on one team, and and then I'm not I'm not by any means saying that Cleveland doesn't have shooters. I already said that, but the, they're top three shooters in the NBA. Kevin Durant has a higher field goal percentage than he did in Oklahoma City. Steph Curry wants to come out with a vengeance after that Game 7 loss. and that Sure, they all have a late. chip on their shoulder. It's, I agree. It's it's not – I mean, people are, are getting all hyped up for this. And, they, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers have been, have been egging it on with their Halloween parties and their 3-1 band, you know, drum case. And all this, you know, extracurricular activity when they won the championship – LeBron was wearing a Warriors something or other shirt. It's just, you know, I don't think the Cleveland Cavaliers know what's coming. And, I, and I'm and i not saying that because I'm just a Warriors fan. And I'm not saying that because I'm – I mean, I'm not biased by this. I'm just saying that – Sure he is. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I'm just, just I, saying I like honestly it is. I, think that yeah. this team is just going to be – it come out like a you know bat out of the underworld kind of thing you know no no the warriors are going to come out swinging you're right i mean they to me they are the favorite they're the favorite and it's their their championship to lose it's just cleveland is just such a weird team because when they are clicking on all cylinders they can beat anybody but you're right the warriors just have that extra element they have the best shooters three of the best shooters in the league they have that extra firepower so even if they're down they're not out. They could be down by 20. They're not out of this game by any means. You saw what they did to the Spurs coming back from 25 down and winning game one. Game one is usually the game that you can kind of steal. And that, and that's that, that's going to be a big thing, a big challenge for Cleveland to go in there and steal game one. But according to what the match just looking at me like, that ain't going to happen. No. He's thinking a 30-point think so. blowout in game one, which probably could happen. And, I mean, the Warriors are ready. Kevin Durant is hungry. This he is wants what... that ring. Steph Curry, the rest of the team, they're bitter because they didn't win it last year. They want to win and want to prove that they are the best among the rest. The entire Warriors season has built up for this, for this moment right here. We have not seen the – we have been waiting to see them peak – and they haven't peaked this entire year. They had Durant out for 20 games, and I think this is the time when well, they start to peak because they finally get him back, and he's finally healthy enough to participate and be a good enough player for them in their offense. I, You know, Steve Kerr is not going to be there, but Mike Brown is still a very talented head coach. And do you know who he coached for? He coached, oh, yeah. He coached LeBron James, so he knows a thing or two about him, and that's exactly is, why they this, brought him in. That's another everything element. Has everything this entire season every move that has been made has been built up for this moment right here so expect you know i expect payback i just i do it's it's i mean like just like last year with cleveland i kind of expected that that was going to happen because you know the cleveland cavaliers the year before didn't have the rest of their team and you know everyone was saying Steph Curry's better, <laughs> best player in the NBA. Well, stay yeah. tuned. Thursday, June second, it's going to kick off or tip off, as they say. But before we get to Major League Baseball, I do want to give a nice shout out to Keston Hura, Hura, Huria, Huria. Excuse me, I missed the I. 
Uh, he just closed with a 442 batting average, breaking the school record, which was a 46-year record by Tom Spence's 403 average in 1971. That is just out- outstanding. 442? Are you well, kidding me? He's going to be one of the top picks in the draft this year. Four, and, it, and he was also the Big West Conference Player of the Week this past week to close out the season. 14 hits in four games? Are yeah. you kidding? He's, I've been saying That's a it all hit year. machine right there. I've been saying it all year. Cincinnati Reds, draft this guy. Yeah. Come on, you got the number two pick in the draft. We you need know, help two. after getting blown out 17-4 last night. He's uh, good. And also some of our UCI athletes, Isaiah Jewett, the sophomore the males track and field, uh, punched his ticket to the NCAA tournament for the outdoor championship for the 800 meter. So uh, congratulations to him. And then uh, was it Lloyd Sicard? Finished fourth place finish with a 110-meter hurdle. I mean, I could do 110 meters. I could run. But hurdling 10 hurdles? Get out of here. I'd trip and break my legs. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't hurdle <laughs> at all. But uh, anyways, I kind of have just a little shout-out. If you are interested in breaking into the sports career, there's a sports agent that likes to show me the money. Anyways, Lee Steinberg will be holding a conference call May 30th. That's today from 4 to 6. If you would like to attend that, email j at steinbergsports.com and uh, to RSVP. Just had to give a nice shout-out. And uh, Absolutely. I just want to say last night we had a, a interesting Giants-Nats buildup of history in the making. Hunter Strickland versus Bryce Harper. It Has was, this it become was a ri- uh, rival now? It, no, it was never. No, it was. No. It was some animosity between the two players. I mean, Harper. What was, is the history with Strickland and Harper? Is so, this, does this go back? <laughs> Bryce Harper hit a ball farther than I've ever seen hit into the third deck. It's like Dave Fleming said it best. It's probably still traveling. Now, did this happen in this past game? No. Or was this down years ago? This was in the NLDS. So this oh, was okay. Ago. This is in a postseason where the Giants are going then, to win the World Series. So, historically, Hunter Strickland versus Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is two for two with two home runs. Okay. And they're both mammoth shots. I mean, Hunter Strickland pitches a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, but it doesn't really have a, much velocity, much, much movement. No, much yeah. movement is what I was going to say. And he's, his slider is what's been getting him better as a as a pitcher, and now he has a, a very low ERA, and he's doing a really good job this year, and he has in the past. But he, I don't think he was actually meaning or meant to start this. I think it was. I don't think he meant to beam him. I think he lost think control he tra- of the pitch, yeah, I think and it went behind him. And I think Bryce Harper just overreacted I because just think he he's overreacted. thinking, "I hit the two mammoth home runs. Now this guy is hitting me. Are you kidding? I'm yeah. not going to stand for that." And he stood, yeah, and he threw the batting helmet at him. Which that's did you just see him? Know. He 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 was trying to hit him with a batting helmet. And that went way right. Yeah, he, yeah. That he, was, he shanked that. That was bad. like a celebrity first pitch. It was. <laughs> Left. And the first punch never landed, of course. The first punch never landed, but he actually no. Strickland got the first one in. The first, I, that's what I'm saying. But Bryce Harper was coming with a flying, you know, they fist. Both, and they both <laughs> got some good shots in, but I, I yeah. just wanted to say that you know, I think both of them overreacted. <laughs> I think Bryce Harper, I overreacted more. I, I agree. Listening to him in the post game press conference, 
I just don't see, like, I think he was trying to pitch him inside since he left two over the plate the time before. So it's like, you know, you just got to get over it at that point. And I don't blame everyone is giving Buster Posey a really hard time right now. The hardest time. He's like, you got to be, you got to protect your pitcher. You got to do this. I'm thinking, yeah, this is two six foot four human beings that are about to just, you know, wail on each other that have a history. I'd avoid that too. He's to got a big head, that Bryce Harper. I know he's a really good player, but sometimes they get a little too self absorbed. And it's like, hey, it was just a bad pitch. It really. was a bad pitch. It, and it hit, him in, it hit him in the meaty part, you know. And he turned his body, so it kind of skipped, went behind him. I'm it, sure you know. Still hurts. I yeah, mean, I'm even when you turn your does. body and a ball hits you and it skips but it's off, it's a little bit different than throwing it head. It high. just ticked him off, is what it did. Yeah, <laughs> but the overreact and point the bat and you know, yeah, so it, he didn't do it on purpose. Like I just that anyone who thinks he did it on purpose, I, I just don't agree with that. You know, and I think I suppose he did the right thing by just kind of. All right, well, these two are just going to you know, go at it. I'll tell you, if Bryce did that to a hockey player, he would have done been knocked out. Oh, yeah. Hockey players can fight. <laughs> George Peros. Oh, yeah. Top, really? And even, even the other guys, like the top scorers, you know, they could still throw down. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah, but that was just a very unusual brawl. You know, I mean, it happens. You have baseball benches clear, and you like to see all the action stuff and the unwritten rules. But this was certainly i i've watched it over and over and over again and you're right i just saw he just overreacted yeah and i think that that's great i think it's great that we saw it and that they, they, they you know they're probably gonna get suspended but it, it was very entertaining to watch <laughs> anyways uh tiger woods prescription pain meds and driving is never a good idea so no, we just we just hope for Mr. Woods to get a you know uh, yeah get himself re- back in order get himself back in order and which he will you know I mean he's only forty one he he can turn things around he could still have a great career you know a twilight of his career and uh, we wish him nothing but the best because yeah. he you know to me he you know he's just going through some you know a couple bumps in the roads here and there and hasn't I mean, been so good the last this few whole years kind of situation yeah. it's never smart to drive on. On prescription medication that says you shouldn't drive on and i'm not condoning that but it could have been a lot worse he was just asleep in his car and i mean i know you know so where's the line that you buy i mean it could have been a lot worse for him so he needs to be a little bit smarter than that and uh you know a little meditation a little for meditation you. but i hope he does well you know you don't ever want to see a human being struggle like no. that and we always root for the comeback. And you know, everybody's going to be on Tiger Woods' side when he comes back. You know. So I hope for a speedy recovery for Mr. Tiger Woods. And you can catch Matt and I on SoundCloud. The The handle is Sports Matters Radio Host. And it'll take you right to our previous podcasts. And then there's also a direct link to the KUCI website, which you can catch our previous podcasts. Oh, yeah. I'd like to say, you know, special thanks to my grandmas and my kindergarten teacher. Good morning, Mrs. Jacobs. And Mike Trout, good luck recovering from your surgery six to eight weeks. Yeah, it's going to be tough on the Angels, but they're 11 games out. Houston Astros are going to wrap that division up, it seems like. Yeah, but they came back from eight runs. one. They had 11 runs in one inning. They came back from seven the inning before. Well, coming up next, you got Kenny Jones with news and views, and we'll leave you with meditation with Nicole Rise. And enjoy your drive to work, ladies and gentlemen.